Welcome back to Title Talk, guys. I am here again with Alonzo. And Alonzo has a pretty funny gym story, apparently, for us. So what's up, Alonzo? Tell us about this gym story. Um, Bryson, it's good to talk to you. Um, I missed you. I really wanted to do the Packers rap. But uh, school and shit happened. So I'm going to make up for it with a great gym story. Literally, I'm going to say 45 minutes ago, I'm at the gym. I kind of tease this on Twitter. You know, I'm just, I'm chilling, doing my shoulder workout. And there's this lady, like, two benches down from me. And I swear, she was screaming. Every single rep she did, she was, she, it was like a tennis player. But it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like normal shrugs or effort. There were, like, shrieks. It was it was scary. I thought she was having like some exorcism. I I, I didn't even know how to respond. Like the guys, I was there with a few friends, and we were just kind of looking at each other, like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> um, I'll say she was about thirty five years old, bloodshot eyes. I mean, it looked like she was possessed by a demon. I I was really worried for my safety there for a minute. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> was she wearing headphones? She was wearing headphones, but I mean, dude, these were screams. Like it looked, it. I mean, if you if you're walking outside the gym or if you're just passing by, it it might have sounded like someone was being slaughtered. It was scary. It was scary. I'm not even kidding. You you should have done the thing where you walk up to her and just point at her head, point at your headphones. She takes them off, and you just say, "Hey, yeah, excuse me. Could you please just shut the fuck up for about five minutes? I'm trying to lift over here." <laughs> And maybe she would realize. Oh my god, <laughs> we I have plenty of those in my gym too. People who just absolutely are, are just like, "Here's my every rep. I want you to enjoy it in great detail with the audible sounds, and please watch me. Here I go." That's exactly what everyone does. What was she doing? Like, was she, what was she doing? Was she benching? She's doing um, some crunches. She was doing, she was doing like flies. Oh, okay, something that definitely requires audible screaming. <laughs> But these, I mean, you, you're saying you have people at the gym like that. I swear, like, there's there's people who make noise at the gym, at any, at any gym. This was another level, man. This was actually scary. I, I was worried. I was really worried. Do you watch Dragon Ball Z? No. Oh, my God. Here we go. Anyway, when, when the transformations <laughs> take place in Dragon Ball Z, the character is usually, like, absolutely screaming out of his, his or her mind, so... Maybe she was just, like, trying to go Super Saiyan or something. Like, she was just trying to transform. She just got done watching an episode of DBZ or something. I hope to God so. I hate people like that. <laughs> he, that the, the, the move to her is definitely to walk up to her and just be like, hey, um, do you mind shutting the fuck up? Just wondering. It wouldn't have been bad. And plus, I was, like, I'm hungover. I'm at the gym. I kind of, like, going through it. Um, going through the motions. I might have tweeted out a video saying I love Josh Gordon last night. <laughs> 2 a.m. And and if, if I didn't tweet it, it's in my camera roll. So that's that. And I'm just, I'm going through it, man. I'm working on six hours of sleep. I had a 9 a.m. Um, and this lady's screaming. I'm like, bro, what is happening? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> Yeah, you'll definitely get that, man. I don't know why, but exercise just brings out the absolute weirdness in people. If you want to find out how weird someone is, just <laughs> go watch them lift. You'll, you'll find the weird people really fast. You can kind of weed them out. Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can. I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry you... that happened to you, Alonzo. I'm really sorry. It was, a was, was she a professor by any chance? Yeah. I, was, I was about to say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm criticizing this lady, and I'm saying she's insane. Well, she and... is. Um, what if she's just, is she, yeah, well, probably, she probably is. That's probably safe to say, but what if she's like a, one of my teachers next quarter? Like that would be scary. You could just leave her, leave her, her, one of those uh, reviews at the end of the year. Like I really, Hey, Mrs. Whatever your name is, Dr. So-and-so I really enjoyed your class, but could you please <laughs> shut the fuck up when you're at the gym? Because I once had a 9am <laughs> and you were blasting my goddamn ears off when I was hung over. Okay. <laughs> like your like your intro to sight class is kind of cool, but like you just really need to shut the hell up at the gym. 
for future reference. Other than that A plus feature. <laughs> yeah. My my intro um, it's funny you say that. I'm actually taking intro to psych and that teacher is like it's an intro class. There are like three hundred people in the fucking auditorium. She still seems like the nicest human being alive. Like that cannot it would not be my psych teacher. Um this she would have to be some gender studies. Uh gender studies, that's what I was gonna say. Some crazy triggered 24-7 offended by the slightest mention of like males <laughs> like male people men a triggered uh crazy crazy human being um that's what she would have to be from what i saw today good god it definitely sounds like it i don't have any stories like that except for when my gym owners once committed domestic violence on each other when i walked in <laughs> Okay, I'll, I won't get into okay. that because I might actually, thing. I might, I might be subpoenaed if I tell that story. Yeah, we don't need any more legal legal troubles on Title Talk. <laughs> All right, Alonzo, <laughs> Patriots. Oh, what? by the way, we I have we have we have Patriots What's news. That? We have What's Patriots that? news. It has to do with our beautiful baby face left tackle. He's good. Brent Brown. He's okay. Back at practice. Yes. I was wondering about that. Yes. Wanted to see the big man. You know, he got really sick. Someone he probably ate, probably ate some bad pork, probably. I'd imagine <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Just as long as it's not the Jamie Collins, as long as it's not the Jamie Collins illness, I think we're fine. Can you imagine Trent Brown at home being sick? Like he must just be so pathetic. Like someone come, someone go over there and help Trent Brown out. And he's probably like, oh, I don't know where the medicine cabinet is. He has no idea what's going on. No. His his mom flies over and um and just stays with him whenever he's sick. <laughs> what is the dose what is the like the dosage comparison to Trent Brown? Like do you have to give him two bottles of NyQuil? You can't just give him one of those little tablespoon things of NyQuil or like a thing of Pepto Bismol. You have to give him the whole bottle. I'm I'm sure if he grabs a a <laughs> bottle of medicine it like just his hand absolutely engulfs it. it like it has no effect on him whatsoever. How do you think Trent Brown shotgun beers in college? How do you think that happened? I think Trent Brown probably got those big hurricanes and used those, and it was uh, like he got the big beers. Like he got the really big beers. The only way to make it fair. Oh God! Trent Brown didn't yeah. drink, in, drink. Didn't drink in college. He definitely didn't. He's too big. Nah. He's too baby faced. He, he's too innocent. He's too innocent. <laughs> he's too innocent. You just see it by his face. There's no. He really is. He's and I saw a video. Like he just absolutely like maul. It seems like he just mauls people on accident. There was a video of a Packers <laughs> player <laughs> lined up on him, and Trent Brown like barely even tried and threw him to the ground, and then looked at him afterwards as if, "Hey man, kind of warned you. I didn't really want to throw you down, but you just kind of came at me a little, <laughs> a little too hard there. We could have played nice and patty cake, but I just had to throw you down. You bitch." Yeah. Yeah, it's, I saw it, I think it was on James White's touchdown run last week. He just like blocked three players just by the way he was running. <laughs> he he didn't he just like got in the way and they fell. <laughs> they fell in they fell over him. Holy shit. Everyone sees Trent Brown, please get the fuck out of the way. It's a Mack truck coming down your way. It's a fucking Mack truck. That's a big man. Oh my god. That's a big man who's making like sixteen million dollars less than Nate Solder per year. Oof. Love it. Hate to see it, Alonzo. Hate to see it. Anyway, Patriots playing the Titans. Uh, by all account, seems like the Patriots might fill up half the stadium. I don't know what New England or yeah. I don't know what's what it is about Tennessee. It's weird. I don't know what it is I don't about know. Tennessee. Every, See, everyone from the Appalachians loves Tennessee. Everyone visits Tennessee. But maybe this is just like a, an American touristy thing that you just want to go down to Tennessee. It seems like the perfect destination. It's like all Appalachian and whatnot. I don't know. But it seems like it's it weird. might be a home game. It might be like be a half a home game. Yeah. It might be really weird. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, ever since the schedule came out, I've seen Jeff Howe, Mike Reese. They're all they've all been tweeting about how there's going to be a huge collection of Pats fans there, um, and I just I thought it was weird when it first started. Like, why why are there why are Pats fans like flooding Tennessee in a random Week Ten game? Uh, 
I don't get it, but shit, I'll take it, man. It it seems like it'll be a pretty fun atmosphere at that game. Yeah, for sure. It definitely will. Tennessee's a nice place to go. I'm sure everyone from the big city just wants to get away and vis- visit the normalities and country music in Tennessee. Lovely scenery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Niners game um, 2016. I think it was where um, there were so many Pats fans at that game. Also, every Dolphins game, always in Miami. Those are always like 50-50, 60-40 uh, in favor of the Pats. Kind of weird atmospheres, but this one will be unique, I think, because it's, it's so random, like playing in Tennessee. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is, but I can definitely see it. I know you can't see it because you don't understand the American lifestyle just yet, Alonzo. You don't understand. Okay. We like, okay. Everyone's a country folk at heart. Okay. Little twang, little sure. guitar, little little bluegrass. Josh Gordon, <laughs> bluegrass guitar, collision course. Josh Gordon, we cannot talk about Josh Gordon and grass. Okay, none, none of that, none of that. I don't care the color. I don't care. I don't care what. No, keep Josh Gordon away from grass. Well, now the except the football field. Okay. All right, Alonzo. Well, you just led me into my first player because. <laughs> I absolutely don't want to keep Josh Gordon away from Malcolm Butler. Oh, boy. So we're going to get into our players to watch. My number one, I'm probably going to do this every week. Me and Alonzo every week. One of us is going to take Josh Gordon, and I don't give a shit for the rest of the season because it's awesome to talk about Josh Gordon. And he's virtually a match uh, a matchup that no one can handle every week. Well, I mean, first off, I hate you because you took Josh Gordon last week and you're taking them this week, and I've wanted them both weeks. So I hate you, and I want you to get AIDS <laughs> or light yourself on fire. <laughs> um, Josh Gordon is going to barbecue whoever lines up in front of him at corner for the Titans on Sunday. Logan Ryan, like we know who Logan Ryan is. We know what type of player he is. He's not checking Josh Gordon. Adoree Jackson Josh Gordon, what is it, like a six-inch height difference? At minimum. Minimum, yeah. And that's not even taking into account below the fucking waist. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh Gordon, man. It's Josh Gordon. We get weird when we talk about Josh Gordon on this podcast. All right? We get weird. <laughs> we but, in quotation marks. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to go back to tweeting the, the shirtless Josh Gordon pictures um, right after we finish recording this. All right. Okay, and I, I might stare at him. I might stare at him. An incredible human being. He's going to yeah, – and Malcolm Butler is maybe the worst corner in the NFL now. So uh, that, that would seem to be a favorable matchup for the Patriots, I would say. Uh, Josh Gordon will barbecue the Titans DBs. I don't care. Absolutely. It, it made me sad to see Malcolm Butler's video this week when they interviewed him and asked him, yeah. about, asked him about the Patriots, and he said it was all love, nothing against New England, and he has all sorts of love for Bill and all those guys because we just, we've just we been absolutely torching him, and that just seems kind of unfair. And Malcolm Butler, by the way, Patriots legend. He'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. I will always love Malcolm Butler. I will always have a lot of love for him. And – at the same time, did not end well. He was not great last year, even before the benching. And right now, he is a bad player, plain and simple. He was great as a Patriot. He was incredible 2015 and 2016. 2017 was weird. He's bad. He stinks now. He stinks. Amari Cooper undressed him on a on the goal-to-go play. And then fucking Allen Hearns. Alan Hearns ran a slant and go, and poor Malcolm Butler looked like, you know, a blind man um, running on the field trying to cover him. It was, it's been rough for him. Um, I really hope he gets it on track. Not this week. Not this <laughs> week. These receivers will destroy him. It would not surprise me if he gets benched. That's what I was going to say. He almost got benched last week. I think we're heading for a collision course here. <laughs> How many how many um, 
in and outs do you think Josh Gordon's going to run, like stop and goes this week? I've never seen him run one in the Patriots so far. And he and he runs so many slants that you know at some point it's oh, coming. Oh, it's definitely coming. That slant goes coming. And by the way, Malcolm Butler said, he was like, ah, it's just a technique issue. <laughs> Did you see him on the slant and go? What <laughs> technique issue? Uh, I don't know what technique. All right, submit. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, submit feet. It's a technique issue. That'll most, it'll <laughs> most, that little technique will definitely help you cover Josh Gordon. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. If this is not going to end well. Yeah. Can, I, I, I would bet. What's the over-under on Josh Gordon's yards? I want to know right now. What is? It? It's probably like 80. I'd, I'm hitting the over. I would absolutely pound the over. I, I could definitely see Josh Gordon in this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, like last week, I guess, was his breakout. But this week might be. It might be like a more impressive overall game for him. I think he could catch seven balls this week. Yeah, this is this could be the game where Josh Gordon actually has to sit early because the Patriots throw four touchdowns in the first <laughs> eight minutes of the game, and Josh Gordon has like four hundred yards. Uh, <laughs> that might be the divisional round, like when they just completely unleash him and they say like, "Oh yeah, yeah." By the way, we have this guy. Like we've seen flashes yeah, of it, we've seen flashes of it, but they don't like they haven't fully just like you know. I feel like they're eighty percent of the way there, and then in the playoffs, they're just gonna reach a whole another level of like. Oh, by the way, we have Josh Gordon, and he will. It doesn't matter who you put on him; he'll beat him because he's amazing. Like. Can I tell you a secret, Alonzo? Please. Josh Gordon, Patriots, best offensive weapon, oh, not named no. Tom Brady. Oh, no. Duke Dawson wasn't spotted at practice? I hate you. <laughs> I hate Duke Dawson. I hate Duke Dawson. I've hated Oh, we love it. Ugh. We love it, Duke. Fuck him. Stick it to Alonzo. Fuck practice. Go take care of Trent Brown or something. Oh, my God. That might be what Duke Dawson is best at. What an atrocity. God damn it. Ugh. All right, Alonzo. I want to hear your players to watch now that you're disgusted with Duke Dawson. <laughs> um, I might want to watch J.C. Jackson and Keon Crossing because they're both better than Duke Dawson and they were undrafted in the seventh-round pick. What a stupid <laughs> waste of a draft pick with Duke Dawson was. God fucking damn it. Um. Okay, my first player, like kind of group of players to watch is Adrian Claiborne, and the pass rush in general, excluding Trey Flowers because you are taking Trey Flowers. Uh, they did such a great job of containing Rodgers last week that I think this week it's, it'll be kind of a similar game plan with Mariota. You know, they're both mobile guys. We'll try to put some pressure on them, and at the same time, um. You know, keep them in the pocket, keep them contained. And they've kind of struggled with it. They obviously struggled against Trubisky. They struggled against Bortles. And yet they've had two great games against Watson and against Rodgers um, with that kind of game plan. And I think that this week, obviously, I think the Titans' offensive line is better than Green Bay's. But they could have similar success doing it because um, the pass rush has been – it's been pretty – consistent in terms of getting pressure and I think last week was a real breakthrough in not letting in getting pressure and staying disciplined in the pressure and in the rush yeah you're totally right Alonzo you're absolutely right actually I'm just gonna go ahead and transition into my player because it just kind of ties in which is Marcus Mariota and you're right about the edge containing this game Bill Belichick Marcus Marriott is not a coward. You shut He's your a mouth coward. Marcus Marriott. He's a coward. He Jacob not. Hollister, coward. <laughs> oh, Jacob He's Hollister a coward. is a coward. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus Marriott, Bill Belichick actually said he was way more athletic than all of the quarterbacks they faced this season. Totally right. Totally yeah. right. Totally right. He's right. absolutely right. Marcus Marriott is so good on his feet. I think he's very accurate sometimes. He's offensive coordinator. Has, he's had three or four in his career. kind of sucks. Yeah. His weapons 
injured. Delaney Walker injured. He's he's his starting running back, not named Deion Lewis, probably should be a linebacker or a three four in. Actually, <laughs> so that just tells you that that's not even a slight on him. Derrick Henry's just like huge and really athletic, and he would probably be an amazing edge defender. <laughs> a couple seasons ago. If you remember, Marcus Mariota was, like, absolutely on fire in the red zone, like 22 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He, he's really good in the red zone. He can be really good in the red zone, red zone when the play calling is good enough. He can use his feet. I think, you know, he's better than Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion. He's a lot better. Oh, yes. Especially, oh, as, a yes. Pa- especially as a passer. Like, Good God, it's not even close. Yeah, Marcus Mariota, if the Patriots edge contain, like you were talking about, isn't good, Marcus Mariota could absolutely wreck this game because he'll have games where he's just very accurate and he can just find all the guys and he's super fast. Do you remember that playoff game, how fast he was? Like, he just had a little a little window to run and he just, he just pick up 10 yards in like two seconds yeah. and it, it, would, it would feel absolutely insane. So if they don't contain Marcus Mariota in this game – it's going to be one of those long, frustrating games, even though the Titans are averaging like six, 17 points a game or something like that. Yeah, I, like I feel you. I think on paper he's probably a bigger threat to run than like Trubisky uh, was when they played him and then Bortles was because Mariota's a better athlete. He's better as a runner. I think the thing I see with him is that he's not as prone to running. Like he'll – He'll sit in the pocket and he'll try to beat you from there. Uh, or he'll try to beat you throwing the ball, I should say. And he's not as quick to just leave as a Trubisky or a Bortles who do it because they can't beat you with their arm. Like the way they beat defenses is with their legs because they stink. They're not good throwers. They're not good passers. And Mariota's different. Um, what helps is the complete lack of weapons. They are – they have no one at receiver. It's it's kind of a wasteland for them. So I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I absolutely am, Alonzo, just like normal. Steelers think, by the way, cry for me. You know what? That's that's just wrong. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. You know week 15 will come, and you will be afraid. I know you. The SoundCloud rapper will be back, and it'll be okay. He stinks. <laughs> yeah, James Conner's better. He's better at football. I just want everyone to know that Le'Veon Bell made a fucking song about Skip Bayless. He, he tried to <laughs> just diss Skip Bayless in a song, and it was absolutely horrible. He sounded, he sounded like your typical dude that watches First Take every, or Undisputed every goddamn day. That's exactly what he sounded. It was absolutely horrible, Le'Veon. You suck. You absolutely suck at everything. You suck. Yeah, I'm with you there. Le'Veon, there has been no more stupid. Like, his agent should get fired by him and by every other client, and he should have his rights to represent players stripped by the NFLPA. His agent is an idiot. He is an idiot. Just straight up. I, I mean, you sit out this season, you sit out the fucking season, you lose $15 million, and in the process, you prove just how replaceable a player you are. Like, what a moron. Seriously. I love to see it. And this, it looks like the Steelers are going to do the dumb thing, which is just bring Le'Veon back instead of just, like, sitting him on the bench or making him an actor. They're just going to bring him back. I read a report somewhere where they were excited to have him back. I think they're going to bring him back, but I feel like they can't take James Conner off the field. I'm sorry. I bet they do. I bet Mike Tomlin. That's exactly that what Mike would be. Would that would be beyond stupid. Okay, yes, that would, would be beyond stupid. Yes, it would. But Mike Tomlin is also beyond stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't put it past them because they love like the players love Le'Veon, um, or half the locker room does. He's gonna ruin their team. That's my prediction. I think the Steelers are good, but I think Le'Veon is gonna is gonna be like a stake bomb in that locker room. Yes, Le'Veon. Injected into my veins. Show up to camp blasting shrimp Bayless. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking jet ski. Looking overweight. Playing pickup basketball with dum-dums. What are you doing, dude? Do you see that picture? It's fucking dope. It's, yeah. It's a train wreck. You guys a train wreck. Yeah. All right, Alonzo. Your next players. 
I got Ted Karras uh, matching up with Jarrell Casey. On paper, huge mismatch in practice, probably a huge mismatch, but the great equalizer, Dante Skarnecchia. Um, like, did you notice Ted Karras in that Green Bay game? I did not. He was all right. He was all right. He was great. He was great. He had one breakdown on a Mike Daniels sack. That was it. Other than that, I mean, no one's calling him Shaq Mason here, but I think he'll have to play again. Um, I don't see the the need to run Mason out there. Calf injuries for offensive linemen can really linger. And I think that um, Karras gets a start. And that's just kind of a matchup to watch, right? Pressure up the middle. Uh, they have some good edge rushers there. Patriots tackles are great. I'm not too worried about that. Um, they've done a great job against the edge rush for the better part of the year. But um, Jarrell Casey is probably Tennessee's best player. And he he against um, Karras, in theory, that could wreck the game. I just, in practice, I don't really see it. But um, you sort of keep your eye out for uh, for that matchup. I'll definitely be watching. I'll definitely watch. I'm going to start calling him Carrots because I don't respect him pronouncing the name he like the way he does. <laughs> it's Karras, buddy. It's Karras. Get over yourself. Okay. Sure. Bryce. Yeah, you're definitely – Bryson. What? Yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce my name, Alonzo. There's no other way. And don't, get it, don't even start to get it twisted because it's spelled exactly the way you should pronounce it just like – all the other names should be spelled. I mean, I think it should be spelled. You bring B-R-Y-S-O-N. shame upon your family. S O N Bryson, and it would, and it would still be Bryson. Yeah, and no one. It, no you one spelled would your your it. parents spelled your name wrong. Okay, they thought I was gonna go by Bryce. They thought I was like Bryce Harper. You should have gone by Bryce. What I was, parents. No, I shouldn't have. I'm Bryson. I'm at Bryson there, NFL. Hello. The most genius man on Twitter. Can you yeah, hear me, Alonzo? Well, I was just getting ready to tell you that I'm Bryson NFL, okay? <laughs> and that just means I'm the most genius person on Twitter because I added NFL. There you go. All right, Alonzo, I'm going to let you just go ahead and go again because I already said, already said most of my players. So let's, let's hear your next player there, buddy. My next player, Big Dick Dion, Dion Lewis. Woo! Oh, fuck Dion. I love him. I love Dion Lewis. Nope. Last nope. year, probably one of the three best running backs in the AFC. He's incredible. I love him. I watch highlights. I can't believe that dude was on our team. I miss him. Uh, he was ridiculously good. He was so fucking good. And um, now they have to play him. I just I think it'll be interesting to root against him and to just have that experience because there's – there's no running back in the NFL like him. I mean, there are guys that are better than him, obviously, but he's just so unique, and he was so exciting to root for because he could do shit that no one else could do, and it was really exciting, and I think to root against him on Sunday, it's going to be so frustrating because I can just see, like, Danny Shelton going, trying to tackle him in the hole and Tion shaking out of there for eight yards. Uh, more specifically as it relates to the game, I guess, and the matchups. The only way Tennessee is going to win this game is exploiting the Pats linebackers in coverage. Uh, they have no tight ends with Delaney Walker gone. I guess Johnny Smith, he's whatever. He's just a guy. Uh, Corey Davis will be on Gilmore Island. It's no biggie. And their number two and number three receivers both didn't practice yesterday and might not play. And their names are Taewon Taylor and I think like Tajay Sharp. So, I mean, they'll be able to handle them. Uh, the real matchup is going to be Dion against the Pats linebackers uh, in the passing game. And I think Dion on paper there has the edge, but the Patriots have actually done a pretty good job on running backs out of the backfield this year in terms of the receiving game. And I'll be really curious to see how they try to defend them having with him having kind of revived his career here. You want me to give you some fuel for the Dion hate? Please. He says, I'll talk to those guys after the game, after we beat them. 
Oh, well, what's he supposed to say? I'll talk to those guys. I'll talk He's... to those guys after Josh Gordon barbecues Malcolm Butler, and we lose by no, fifteen. Just... Here's an idea. Don't add the last part. Just say I'll talk to them after the game, Dion, because you're gonna get your ass kicked. You're going to have a face full of nose tackle Dante Hightower <laughs> in your face all game long, and it's not going to be fun. Lawrence Guy will just be having a field day, taking this midget uh, – what do I want to call him? What do I want to call Dion? Poor man's version of Sonny Michelle. What? I'm just Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dion's really good. Dion is one of my favorite Patriots yeah. players in the past few years. He absolutely carried the offense in the last half of the season when Brady wasn't very good and the offense wasn't very good, carried us. I miss Dion. made all those big plays, probably should have been used a little bit in the more. Super Bowl. I love him. I, yeah. Yep. I appreciate Dion to the fullest. It'll definitely be interesting to see what they do in this game plan. Like, do they dare the Titans to throw? Yes. I think they probably will. Do they play a whole lot of man? I think they, yes. like you said, I think it'll be, they'll just go all out to stop the run. Last week they, Last week they kind of dared the Packers to oh, run the ball. Oh, it was fucking this week, Flowers at three tech. They were begging them to run the ball, and they wouldn't because Mike McCarthy's a mental midget. Yep, I think it'll be around the same thing. But I could definitely see Dion making some plays. Dion against Dante Hightower. We're we're gonna hate to see that. We're yeah, to see that. Dante Hightower, by the way, did look better on Sunday night. I'll give him that. Okay. Nope. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I said, I just said, okay. okay. Yeah, well, he, I mean, but okay. he, he had right. looked atrocious for the first month and a half of the season. And against the Bears and against the Packers, he looked just better. He's looked better. Better. He's looked better. Kyle Van Noy is still the best He's linebacker better. on the team. Absolutely, Alonzo. And for my next player, we just talked about him. MVP, question mark, Trey Flowers. Yeah. DPOI. Trey Flowers, when he's been playing, has been an absolute wrecking ball to defensive line. He's absolute. There was a play last week where he just absolutely flattened the right tackle and then flattened the running back and didn't get to the quarterback. And it was, it all happened within a span of like two seconds. And if Aaron Rodgers holds a ball for one more second, he's absolutely in the morgue today. He's dead. (laughs) Because Trey Flowers is a fucking wrecking ball. He's so powerful. He is. This dude is so incredible. incredible. So incredible. Yeah. He's like he's this, this. I mean, he's Cam Jordan, man. That's what Trey Flowers has become—a player on that level he, who plays that exact same style, and he is so perfect for this defense and this culture. I love him. Yeah, he's definitely a player to watch. Don't ball watch on Sunday when the Titans are playing the Patriots. Just watch Trey Flowers where, wherever he lines up and watch him absolutely decimate whoever's in front of him play after play after play after play after play. Derrick Henry, you're not going to be able to block Trey Flowers. He's absolutely going to take your defensive end looking ass down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When Derrick absolutely. Henry's in the game, like every snap that Derrick Henry's in the game over D, the, we have to rejoice. Do you, do you remember last season when the Titans were playing the Patriots and Derrick Henry, when he was in shotgun and he was like a yard behind the he quarterback? A yard behind Mariota. It was just going to be a run. Time. It was a run every time. Yeah. <laughs> Love to yeah. see. Whose fault is that, by the way? I wonder if that's Derrick Henry's fault or is that the coaching staff's fault? It has to be the time. coaching staff's fault. Like Mike yeah, Lombardi but, just yeah, tweeted it, the tell out. <laughs> yeah, but is, yeah, yeah, but is it is it – does Derrick Henry start that? He's like, yeah, I should line up here. Or is it the coaching staff has to tell him like, why are you lining up a yard behind Mariota? Yeah, but why every would single you... running play? Yeah, but why would you do that in the first place? He does it in the first place because he does it just he. I guess he's used to it, but it's on the coaching staff to to fix it. Like it's what Lombardi always says: you're either coaching it or you're letting it happen. And the fucking Titans were letting it happen all of last year. And incredibly made it to the divisional round of the playoffs with a running back who ran the ball every time he was a yard behind the quarterback and shotgun. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Everyone watch Trey Flowers, but don't tweet about him, okay? Don't fucking tweet about Trey Flowers. Don't post videos about Trey Flowers. He's very good, and we're going to keep it silent. We're going to keep it silent. Don't talk about it. He's got a payday coming up, okay? You guys got to keep it silent. No more quote tweeting. Anyone posting videos of Trey Flowers absolutely 
man in fact, offensive lineman. In fact, report it for spam. Report just report the account, block them, DM me so I can just absolutely eviscerate them because this is atrocious. We're trying to steal Trey Flowers for pennies on the dollar here. <laughs> we can't do this. Someone's gonna offer him thirteen million a year plus. More. Chandler Jones yeah. making fifteen. Absolutely. Or seventeen. What's Chandler Jones making? It's five eighty five. Yeah, seventeen a year. Uh, Trey Flowers. Uh, if Trey Flowers leaves, maybe when Trey Flowers leaves, I'm gonna miss him. He's amazing. We should franchise tag him. We'll get we'll get to that on another podcast. But the Patriots should franchise tag Trey Flowers if they can't reach an extension with him. Absolutely. All right, Alonzo. Next player, last player, final player. I'm guessing this is the one of the best players. One of the best players on the Patriots? Yeah. You know what? I'm still in the Halloween spirit. I'm going with the ghost. Ooh, Chris Hogan. The P.I. merchant. The P.I. merchant. The one target merchant from Sunday night. He was he looked like Dwayne Allen out there. I was I was impressed. Dwayne Allen, by the way. Shout out Dwayne Allen. That was two catches on the year. Had his first had his first gain of positive yardage since the regular season of last year. Yeah, it's a definitely an upgrade from catching the ball and getting chased <laughs> down by a defensive tackle. Definitely yeah. an upgrade. Definitely yeah. an upgrade. Yeah, he looks spry. He looks spry. Okay, I mean... let's calm down. Wayne <laughs> <No. laughs> Allen, Wayne Allen. Still a horrendous value in his contract, but I'm going to be honest. I've kind of taken a liking to him um, in the games that Gronk has been out. He's just been – he just does his job. All right, his job, he's not a receiving tight end. He's an atrocious value in his contract. He's a plotter. He's basically an extra lineman. But he's pretty good at it, so I'll give him that. Dwayne Allen, I'll give him credit. But just going back to Hogan, um, if the Titans were to be smart, and I don't think Gronk is going to play in this game. I think they're just going to sit him through the bye week, and they should. Uh, If the Titans play it smart, they're going to be doubling Josh Gordon on every play and putting – I would put a Dory Jackson on Edelman. They might decide to put Butler on Edelman. Um. If they were to do that, Edelman might have 17 catches for 300 yards. I mean, that would just be abuse. But I don't think that'll be the case. And this might be a game where the Titans are so focused on the Pats' other options and other weapons that Chris Hogan just kind of gets loose for six catches and 80 yards and a touchdown because the defense forgets about him. That's Chris Hogan's best skill. The one that, <laughs> the one that good. makes defense forget about him, where, where he just looks so ordinary on tape that the defensive coordinators are just like, eh, eh, whatever, yeah, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, and then suddenly he has 180 yards in an AFC Championship game. Shout out to like LeBeau or whoever the defensive coordinator for the Steelers was in 2016. I want you to imagine this: your defensive back, you got. Josh Gordon on the outside, Chris Hogan on the slot. You look at Josh Gordon, handsome, six foot three, six foot four, two hundred forty pounds. You look at Chris Hogan, ex lacrosse player, slow, turtle merchant, PI merchant. You look back at Josh Gordon. What do you think you're gonna do? You gonna shade to Chris Hogan's side? No, you're gonna forget about him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. When did Tom when did by the way, when did Tom Brady just like suddenly hate Chris Hogan? Because I think that happened. What did Chris Hogan do? I have no idea, but I'm going to make the case right now just really quickly for Phil Dorsett. Phil Dorsett might have played like 11 snaps, I think, on Sunday night. He had the biggest catch of the game, like the low-key biggest catch of the game. Third and seven, I think it was. Pats come out in their 10 personnel. Brady goes through all five of his reads. Phil Dorsett's open. First down. It was a tie game. It was right after the Lawrence guy fumble. And they drive down, score, they're up after that, and they win the game. That was Phil Dorsett. Phil Dorsett saved that drive. And Phil Dorsett should be playing 15 to 20 snaps a game, just taking like five snaps off Edelman's plate, five snaps off Gordon's plate, 
five, ten snaps off Hogan's plate. Hogan, I'll give him that. I'll give him this. He does play like on all four special teams units, and he's important in that aspect. But still, yeah, still, yeah, still, he's still a ghost on offense. <laughs> I hope you're right, Alonzo. I want to see Chris Hogan succeed a little bit. I tweeted him once I would curl more than him, and I was probably right. He favored it. I told him we could have a curl off. <laughs> We could have a curl off if he ever comes back to the green bar. He didn't. He didn't like that one because he's a little scared. But it's all right. If you guys yeah. ever come back, I'll walk into the performance center in green bar and just absolutely obliterate you, Chris Hogan. I will absolutely obliterate you. You're finished. Okay. I, I actually believe you. You're a big guy. Actually, You're a big actually guy. I'm not even gonna lie. No, I'm not gonna lie. Chris Hogan would outcurl me. He's that dude is big. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, finally, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan got some love on the podcast. Yeah, that dude. I was, I was actually. He's one. He's one of the players. Like I looked at, him, I was like, man, that dude is put together. You wouldn't expect him to be. It's, it's hard to tell when he's in pads and stuff like that. But on the sidelines, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. He just he has that. He has a good body. Good. Good body. Um, not nothing, not not Josh Gordon. Anything oh like that, no! But... Oh, not not Josh Gordon. No, 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 <laughs> not even close. No, 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 no. Let's not be blasphemous here, okay? Um, but I mean, that, you remember that Bears game, uh, like two weeks ago? Hogan had like six catches, I think, seventy yards, and they just kind of happened. He was just kind of open for all those plays. And I think it was legitimately the Bears kind of forgetting about him. And I just feel like that's that's the type of guy he is. Um, and in a game like this where it just feels like Rabel might try to take away White and Edelman and Gordon because he knows that, like those are the guys Brady's looking for, Hogan is – Owen's just lurking. Oh, he's lurking all right. He's definitely lurking. Phil, Phil Dorsett's burner is definitely watching closely as Hogan fucks <laughs> up at any point. Look yeah. out for those tweets coming. Put in Dorsett. How can we forget about Dorsett? So good in week one. <sighs> Dorsett should be playing more. I'll maintain he it. He should be playing 15 snaps a game. It would be perfect. He should be. Alonzo, I might be late for my class real quick. What are, what is our game predictions here? I I might just give a thirty seven to twenty three like I do every week. What's your prediction? <laughs> um, I said the Patriots would win by fifteen points earlier in this podcast, so I will go with thirty one to sixteen. I'll go thirty four. Twenty three. Marietta scores more than Rogers. By the way, Tennessee's red zone defense number one in the NFL. Mm, okay. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'll. Patriots have had some issues in the red zone in the last couple weeks. They were actually fine before then. Uh, I don't know. I feel like those will get ironed out somehow, some way. We'll just throw three jump With balls to Josh Gordon for touchdowns. Yeah, like they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, they will. All right, Alonzo. Thanks for coming on. I'm getting ready. I'm headed to sports nutrition and pharmacology. I'll be thinking about you. All right. Your, get something for your... Gronk. Get something for Gronk to heal up for the bye week, please. Yeah, unfortunately, once you're washed, you just can't really. You know There's just not much for you to take. You know what? I'm just kidding, guys. Get AIDS. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Mic drop. All right. See you later, buddy. All right. What's up, everyone? I'm here. With the Chase Dog, Mr. Chase Dog. It's Titans week. I promised Chase Dog he could come on here and spew Marcus Mariota greatness to the people across Pat's nation. And I will be there along with him spewing this Marcus Mariota propaganda. What's going on, Chase Dog? Uh, Let's go. Let's spread this agenda. Let's do this. Let's push it. Push this agenda. Mr. Dog, how much do you love Marcus Mariota? Quite a lot. Not going to lie. No homo. But probably besides Brady, he's my favorite quarterback in the league. You know, I've always liked Marcus Marietta. He's better than the interception merchant, the crab stealing merchant, Jameis Winston. But, yeah, but the I'll... other thing with Mark, the other thing with Marcus Marietta, 
is I think he's he's pretty accurate when he needs to be. I remember a couple of years ago he was he had like twenty two interceptions, twenty two touchdowns, like zero interceptions in the red zone at one point for his career. So I think with the right coaching staff, he would be very good. He's, yeah, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. Richard Matthews is like what what is he like in the top two wide receivers of the, of the Titans right now? Like Derek Henry should probably be... like left the team like a few weeks ago. He has to be released. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know exactly. Where he is now, so it's Corey Davis and then a bunch of practice squad quality players, and they're saying it's Mariota's fault he can't pass the ball. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry is by all accounts an edge rusher. He should just be an edge rusher. He's absolutely not a starting running back in the NFL. Definitely, he's the lead. He's, he might be huge, humongous. Omar will weep, but he's absolutely not scary at all to play. <laughs> not at all. He's like he's big Legarrette Blunt. That's about it. Deion yep. Lewis is good, but yeah, Marcus Mariota, Marcus doesn't get the love that he should be getting, and it's sad because oh, not even close. No, the the Marcus is such a great guy. He didn't steal crabs. He, <laughs> he, he, he didn't sexually assault some woman in an Uber, and yet no one cares. They're they play in Tennessee, unfortunately, but. I would be perfectly fine as Marcus Mariota's my quarterback. Like I said, I think he's fairly accurate. Decision-making sucks at times, but the coaching staff isn't good. I thought the new OC would be really good for him. Turns out hasn't really been that good for him. Yeah. I didn't – I don't – like, I, in the Chargers game, in the they had the Chargers, the two-point conversion to win. That was bad. It was all. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't Marcus. That wasn't Marcus Marietta to me. That was a bad play call. That was. That like, was terrible decision making. Terrible. Hate to see it. Marcus, and the thing is, it's not just this offensive coordinator. It's the fact that he's had like what now is it like three, four offensive coordinators since he entered the league. So like, there's a different scheme like every year that he has to learn. Plus the fact that he had two in college. So he's had like five different offensive coordinators in his collegiate and pro career. That's only spanned, what, three plus, like, seven years. So it's, like, five offensive coordinators in seven years around there. Like, that's pretty, it's, it's pretty ridiculous, man. You can't, you can't really expect a young quarterback to go through that many offensive coordinators, that many shitty playmakers, for that matter, and expect them to succeed. I don't know why they don't just go – Hey, hey, guys! This is from the Oregon Marcus Marietta offense, because in 2018, that would really work a whole lot. But I don't know why they don't don't do it. Just run the I Oregon Marcus Marietta offense. Like Chip Kelly was still a head coach back when he was uh, being drafted, and there was rumors that he was going to trade up and draft him and bring back the Oregon style offense. I want to see that. Like, I feel like that would be way better than this like 1970s style offense that's been there since malarkey like last year two years ago around there like it's like 1970 style focus on the run like no use of his mobile abilities like barely at all like it's not no i want him to go to a different team besides the titans because one the coaching's terrible and two they have no talent around him but i'm an oregon fan that's why i'm such a big Mariota guy and mario's too nice of a guy to be the kind of guy to like leave a franchise that he's become like the franchise star for so he's probably if they want to bring him back he's probably stuck there for a while at least like for most of his prime which is unfortunate this is what's going to happen brady's going to retire in three years marcus is going to take a team friendly two-year deal to stay with the team and then it just sets up marcus marietta the patriots everyone will weep you guys will weep the whole patch chat would weep. Cam, Aaron, John, especially John, but he already has a lot of water around him being the boat guy he is, so he's used to water. Um, everyone like fucking drowns in it. Drown in it, John. <laughs> literally everyone except me and you are anti Mariota people. It's ridiculous. We're the only truthers out there in the patch chat. Yeah, I don't care. They can suck it right now. It's raining right now, so that must be John just flipping me <laughs> off from from the skies above. <laughs> Fuck you, John. Marcus Marietta. Well, good at football. Talk to you and not Mike. At least he's not done. Oh, Mike. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Marcus Marietta, good at football. Offensive coordinator suck. Run the Chip Kelly Oregon offense, please. It's 2018. It would totally work. 
I don't know why they haven't done this. The sad part is, is the Patriots are probably going to just absolutely steamroll the Titans. But the thing I'm going to predict, Marcus Marietta looks better than Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. We'll love to see it. I would, I would absolutely love that happens. Like, I, I just need the Patriots to win, but Mariota to have a very good game, and it's a win-win for me. That's all I need. I advise you to stay out of pass chat during the game because Marcus Mariota would make one pat throw, bad throw, and everyone would be like tagging you and tagging oh, yeah. me, especially after the. I, I already anticipate this happening. Yeah. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Rough. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I really wish I could go to this game. It's down in Tennessee. Pretty close proximity to me. It's actually fairly expensive, so a lot of Marcus Marietta lovers going to sit sideline to watch our boy just absolutely torch <laughs> John Jones and Estefan Gilmore. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And one more thing about Mariota. Like, the thing is, like, He's won a playoff game in Arrowhead. So, like, clearly he has the potential to win big games. And, like, he had the same group of people around him now that he did back then, except he had Rashad Matthews, who isn't, like, going to greatly increase the talent of your wide receiver core. He's going to bump it up a little bit, especially if you're the Titans with the crap you have at wide receiver. But, like, he won a game in Arrowhead. I mean, sure, now he probably couldn't do that with Mahomes at QB instead of Alex Smith, but, like, the potential is there. The only QBs that have won a game in Arrowhead the past 20 years, I believe, have been Elway, Manning, Flacco, Big Ben, and Mariota. So, like, I'm just saying, the potential is there for him to be a big-game quarterback. Like, and he looked really good last week. Like, that's the Mariota I expect to see most of the time. But it's just that he doesn't have the weapons around him. On Monday night against the Cowboys, he played great, in my opinion. Absolutely did. Absolutely way better than Dak Prescott. I just love it. Marcus Mariota pushing our further in our agenda. It was one game! Ex- exclamation points with ones. Says Waterman and Mech Merchant. <laughs> And then the thing is, he also played great against Philly. He, like, led a game-winning drive at the last second, too, with beat Philadelphia, who haven't been as good as they were last year, but they're turning it around. He still beat them, too, and had a great game. They don't talk about that either. Nope, they're going to ignore it. They're going to ignore it. They're going to just spew fake news. We're going <laughs> to hate it. Absolutely hate it. Mr. Dog, thanks for taking the time to come on. Now, get off of here. Get to class. Have a great weekend, <laughs> Mr. Dog. You too, Mr. Bryson. Thank you for having me. No problem, buddy. We'll see you later, man. I see you.